it says this, being assembled together with them, Jesus with the disciples, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Amen. He said, don't leave the place I'm going to come to. You better be where I show up. I believe in being in the right place at the right time. He said, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. They had not received the Holy Ghost yet. It was just something that he had taught them about. But he said, it's coming, and I'm going to tell you where to be to experience it. John truly baptized you with water. They had a reference of that. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, or not too many days from now. Verse 8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Amen. God is going to do a great work here today. Amen. Can we lift our hands and shout unto the Lord and thank him in advance? for what he is going to do, what he's already done. God, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you that you've brought us to this place, God, for such a time as this. You have an appointment today, God, and we thank you, Lord, for what you have already declared, what you have already planned, God, for this day. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, turn to somebody and say, I've come to receive something from God today. Amen. You can be seated. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and I believe that God is going to do something unique. Amen. Not just because it's on the calendar, but there's a spiritual alignment. Amen. God set something in order in the book of Acts when Pentecost came. Amen. And uh, I received the Holy Ghost on a bus when I was 14 years old, traveling back from Memphis, Tennessee. I did not have the Holy Ghost as a young child or a teenager. It was a little bit different when I grew up. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of tarrying went on and a lot of, you know, uh, it was seemed harder than it is now to receive the Holy Ghost. But I was on a bus with a bunch of young people and they began to sing and we began to sing uh, as we crossed the bridge in Cincinnati, crossing the river. I don't know if we were just thankful to be in Ohio or what, but people began to sing. And next thing I knew, the Holy Ghost began to fall and people began to worship and, and people began to speak in other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I was laying on the back seat of that bus. I didn't really think I could receive the Holy Ghost at that point. There became a mental block in my mind. Uh, amen. I had tried to receive the Holy Ghost. I was baptized at seven years old, but there was a, there was a time that I did not receive the the Holy Ghost. And, and so I'd sort of given up on it and the devil had put a stronghold in my mind. I don't know why I'm saying this here today, but I feel to share this. Amen. God, uh, uh, the Holy Ghost began to move. And when the presence of God comes into an atmosphere, it changes everything. And uh, I, I remember thinking I wanted to receive the Holy Ghost, but I just stayed on the back of that bus and thought, well, I'll just lay here. Till Doug Clemens came back and, 
he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, hey, uh, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray with you. And so we began to pray. We were peers. And the next thing I know, I'm lifting my hands uh, and the Lord is filling me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost on a bluebird bus. I'm here to tell somebody the upper room and the place of God's outpouring is anywhere you're hungry for it, anywhere that you will respond to him. God is not limited to where you are today. It changed my life, and it will change your life. I've never been the same. I can't imagine my life without the Holy Ghost. I can't imagine going through life in this carnal flesh, in this world full of despair, in this world full of heaviness, amen, depression, demonic spirits, spirit of antichrist. That's why I'm thankful today that he said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you have the Holy Ghost, your he will always be greater than the he that's on the outside of you. Hallelujah. Today, we do not need another church service. We do not need another schedule of events. We do not need another come and go Sunday. We need Pentecost fire to fall in this house today. We need the Holy Ghost to, to touch every person in the house today. Amen. I don't care what you're needing today. The Holy Ghost will bring it to pass if you will respond to him. Amen. We're reading today from Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And it says this, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and it, it, there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Would you notice that it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost? They all began to speak with other tongues. I'm thankful that my experience is not limited to a school bus in 1979. One time outpouring. And I hope you make it the rest of the way. But I've got news for you. This morning I spent some time with the Lord. And that precious gift, uh, amen, was uh, flowing through me once again. Uh, amen. And God is in this house today. I don't know if you have been refreshed in the Holy Ghost recently. But can I just commend you and challenge you today. There's nothing like uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, taste and see that the Lord, He is good. Uh, how else are you going to taste? Uh, unless you experience him for yourself. We need a suddenly in this house. We need a mighty in this house. We need, amen, a filling to come into this house. Jesus sat upon each of them that day. Amen. We need the Lord to just come in and sit on us today. You need the Holy Ghost to come in and sit on you today. I need the Holy Ghost to come and sit on me today. What does that mean? It means he doesn't come to just visit. Uh, he comes to occupy. He comes to indwell. He comes to, amen, inhabit. What a God. Our day has come.
Your day has come. I said, your day has come. That's my title today. Our day has come. In their day, it was the day of Pentecost was fully come. They had waited. They had not experienced this. Amen. But it was such a precious understanding of the Holy Ghost and the fact that people in the Old Testament did not have the Holy Ghost. There was an assumption that people in the Old Testament had the Holy Ghost while the Holy Ghost came upon people and the Holy Ghost gave people special endowment of power in the Old Testament. It wasn't until this day, amen, the day of Pentecost when it was fully come because God doesn't do things haphazardly, amen. It had to wait until the timing of the Lord because it wasn't just a feast any longer. God was bringing into uh, reality the fulfillment of the feast, the purpose of the feast. Passover was when Jesus came and he became the Lamb of God and he was crucified on the cross. And then 50 days after that Passover, amen, Pentecost was come, amen, Pentecost was the celebration of harvest, Pentecost was the celebration of the first fruits of the harvest in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, the Lord was that Passover lamb, and Pentecost was that celebration of the 120 in the upper room, the first fruits of New Testament salvation, I'm thankful today that Pentecost is no longer just a feast. You're experiencing Pentecost today. The Holy Ghost is in this house today. Your day has come. We need to leave here full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus came out of the wilderness. It says that Jesus returned full of the Holy Ghost. I don't know how Jesus would have been anything but full. Think of that. Was he on half? Was the red light on? No, Jesus was God manifest in flesh. Jesus was always full of the Holy Ghost. But the Amplified says that when he returned full of the Holy Ghost, it says he returned full of and controlled by the Holy Ghost. And until we're completely controlled by the Holy Ghost, we're not full of the Holy Ghost. We can speak with other tongues as the initial infilling, but God wants us to be full of the Holy Ghost when we leave this place, controlled by the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I'm a top-it-off kind of guy at the gas station. You don't know how many times I've used that neck full of gas to just make it into the next station. I don't let it click and pull it out. I'll just keep... I've heard that's bad for your car, but I've never had one quit yet. Hey, man, I don't want to just, you know, say, oh, that's good enough. Just click. Okay, I'm full. I want, to, I want the Lord to just keep going. Till it pours out the tank. Till it begins to pour out of my mind and pour out of my life and pour out of my mouth and pour out of my praise. Go ahead and top me off today, Jesus. Uh, I wish somebody in the house would say, Lord, top me off. Uh, Let it spill over. Let me be saturated and filled with your spirit to the point that it controls my every thought, my every word, my every action. Acts 2, 1, the day no one had ever experienced until that time came. 
They had celebrated the feast, but no one had ever experienced Pentecost as an experience. They knew what it was to celebrate the natural harvest, but the 120 in the upper room were going to be the first fruits of New Testament salvation. Can you imagine? I was actually in the upper room. What they say to be the upper room. And it was surreal. But you know what? We're not worshiping little memorial hollow buildings. That's where it was poured out. But Jesus never meant for it to stay there. He said it's going to start there, not stay there. You don't have to go to Jerusalem to experience Pentecost today. Pentecost came to you. Pentecost has left Jerusalem. The experience of the Holy Ghost has left Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, and it's reached Groveport, Ohio this morning, and the Holy Ghost is still being poured out. The Holy Ghost is still being poured out, and we need a move of the Holy Ghost in this house right now. This was a day like no other. Why? Because prophecy was being fulfilled. An Old Testament feast was becoming a New Testament experience. Fifty days after the crucifixion, God poured His Spirit out for the very first time. Everyone in the house that day was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues as God gave them the ability. They were in one place with one accord. I wonder if we couldn't just gather our minds. There's so much competition for our minds and our focus today. Amen. But if you will harness your thoughts and bring them into captivity and say, I I've come here for one thing, and that's for the Holy Ghost to have his way in this house today. Lord, whatever you want to do in this house, uh, get your mind off cutting the grass and going to the store and work tomorrow. Amen. We may not be here for that, uh, but we are here in the house today, and the Holy Ghost is in the house right now, and he wants us to have a fresh Pentecost, a fresh endowment of his power. We've come from all over the city today. We've come from all over this area and gathered in one place. But we need to be in one accord. We need our focus and attention to be on Him. Amen. Our day has come for somebody in this service today. Your day has come to experience your personal Pentecost. Many of you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but some do not. And I believe before everyone leaves this place today that God wants you to be filled with His Spirit. Every person here to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. God is going to fill this house with His Spirit. Amen. There is a fresh wave and an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that is sweeping across this land. It's not limited to today, but the Lord said in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, the former rain and the latter rain together. There is something happening in our land that no negativity, no devil, no antichrist, no government, nobody can stop the Holy Ghost 
Ghost is coming across the land for one last massive outpouring of his spirit. And I plan to be a part of it. I plan to be full of it. I plan to let the Holy Ghost control me. Yeah, gonna take more than that. Hallelujah. Fresh outpouring. It's coming to you. It's coming to your house. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is either going to set you on fire or it's going to consume you. But the Holy Ghost is moving. Amen. Amen. God's filling this house and everyone in it with the Holy Ghost. Fresh wave, fresh outpouring. Your house, the world, it's coming like wildfire that spreads and touches you and your family and your friends. Great revival is coming to the church. It's coming to the church first. When's the world going to catch on fire? When's the great revival going to come? It's going to come when the church is full of the Holy Ghost. When the church has the Holy Ghost. Uh, when We're not going to affect anybody if we're just a smoldering log on the fire. But when the Holy Ghost breathes on us and the Holy Ghost begins to ignite us, we will become contagious with the fire of the Holy Ghost. started in Jerusalem, but it was never meant to be contained in Jerusalem. God did not set up a little fireplace in Jerusalem for everyone to come and be warmed by the Holy Ghost. Sit around the fire and talk about the good old days. This is an act of wildfire. Yeah. Pentecost was fully come. It was like God took a match and set the upper room on fire. And those that were in it became filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Everywhere they went from that place, they ignited revival. Souls were saved from Jerusalem to the far-reaching ends of the world. Why? Because they didn't sit there until the fire extinguished inside the house. They got up and they began to run and they began to take it into the streets. The last thing you're supposed to do if you get on fire and you catch on fire is to run because the oxygen will feed the fire that is trying to burn you up. You're supposed to drop, stop, drop, and roll, right? Well, you know what? We got enough stop dropping and rolling in Pentecost. What do you say we take this fire and begin to run with it and let the oxygen feed it? And wherever you go, it gets hotter. It gets more intense. It gets more contagious. You become more dangerous. Why? Because you're running with the Holy Ghost and the fire. <laughs> Can I declare to you that we're living in prophetic times? I said we're living in prophetic times. 
This is the day that Joel prophesied about. This is the day of the former and the latter rain outpouring of the Spirit of God in the earth and upon all flesh. No one is exempt. He said, I'm pouring it out on all flesh. You, your sons, your daughters, the servants, the handmaids, the slaves, everyone else from top to bottom, I'm pouring out my Spirit. No one's going to be left out. Can I prophesy to you that God is going to fill people with the Holy Ghost that you thought were too far out, you thought were too deep in sin? I've got news for you. The Holy Ghost can take the lowest and turn them around and make a new life. We're sitting here today as the examples of what the Holy Ghost can do with a person who is broken, who is lost. No one's going to be left out. I prophesy that we're living in the hour that Jesus taught of his parable. He said, my house needs to be filled for the wedding feast that I've prepared. He said, I've made a lot of invitations, but people have made a lot of excuses why they can't come. My house will be full for my return and for my coming. I have a bride that's prepared herself. We're living in the hour when Jesus has declared, go find them fill my house get the maimed get the halt get the less fortunate get those not born on a pew get those who have never come into a church house I want them I'm throwing a wide net I'm I'm coming for a full house People are lost and going to hell. People. People are lost and going to hell. I know it's not popular in 2022. We want to take hell and we want to take... We want to take a judgment out, but it's, it's just as much a promise as eternal life. There's eternal damnation. And, and I'm just saying, uh, we've got to be motivated by both. Uh, I don't want to just be motivated by heaven. i got to be motivated by heaven and motivated that there's a hell. And I don't want anyone to go there. I'm going to confront that spirit in the church. I'm not saying it's prevalent. I'm just saying if there's any little twinge in our spirit that somehow we can look over and look down on somebody like, oh, they're really a bad person and we begin to elevate ourselves. God forbid that we forget the pit we were dug from, the pew that you grew up on. That's nothing more than the mercy of God. We got to remember that people are going to hell unless the Lord intercepts them and he's going to do it with us and through us. If Jesus didn't need us, some people say, well, the Lord doesn't need anybody. Well, he doesn't need an individual necessarily, but he does need his body because he said, you go. He said, I'm finished, I'm leaving. Who's supposed to go? Who's supposed to go to the highway? Who's supposed to go and compel? Can you see people going to hell? 
Brother Todd, I'm not trying to, this just came to me in the Holy Ghost right as I looked at that. But I know you lost another coworker, somebody on your team. I think that's three people, right? Four people on Brother Todd's team at Verizon. And I'm not putting pressure. I'm talking in a general way. People are going to hell every day. Maybe that's something that should motivate us. Well, we got to be careful. I'm, I'm off script now, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. We got to be careful we don't adopt this mentality that I hear pretty much everywhere I go now. Every funeral service you go, well, at least they're not suffering anymore. At least they're not in pain anymore. And something just twists up in me. Unless they were washed in the blood and filled with the Holy Ghost, their pain just went off the charts. Because the rich man looked like he was doing pretty good in this life. But when him and the beggar went to hell, or went to eternity, excuse me, and the rich man ended up in hell, and the beggar ended up in heaven, there was a reversal of fortunes that day because of the way they had prepared themselves. And I've got news for us. There is still a hell that if we don't intentionally avoid it, people will still go there. And I'm, pray I'm praying in the name of Jesus that if you're in this house today. You've got time. You've got blood access. You've got access to the Holy Ghost. Come and make provision for your soul. It's the 11th hour. It's not just $5 gas. It's not just no formula. Do you not see that the system is being installed right before our eyes the antichrist system you're not going to be able to buy and sell they're going to force what you can have I don't plan to be here but I'm just telling anybody if you think this is bad this is nothing But the Lord has made a way of escape. It's the 11th hour. And he says, you need to be aware and see and read the times uh, that you're living in. No man knows the day or the hour, but we do know the season. We do know that the fig tree has blossomed. Israel has blossomed. And we can see what's happening uh, in the signs in the heavens and the earth below. Amen. There are signs all around us. You, you say, well, you're preaching like he's coming tonight. He might come before I finish this message, but he might not come for 100 years. I don't know. But if he comes in a hundred years, that's still a very short window of time compared to eternity. You've got a family to prepare for eternity. You've got relatives, should the Lord tarry, that the decisions you make today are paving the way for them tomorrow. It's the 11th hour, and he said, go. He said, go. He said, go. 
Go into all the world, preach the gospel. We can't even preach without the Holy Ghost. What do we declare? What's our message? What's the hope we have to offer? A clean life and blessings of the Lord? Great. I've got news for you. I thank God for that. But I'm living for something better. I'm living for New Jerusalem. That old song came to me the other day. One glimpse of his dear face. All sorrows will erase. So bravely run this race. Till we see Christ. It will be worth it all. When we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small. Whatever you're going through right now is just going to be forgotten in one moment. When we see Christ. One glimpse. You're not going to have to stare and study. But when you enter his presence, John fell at his feet as dead because the experience was overwhelming to be in the presence of the Holy God. We get to taste the earnest of our inheritance just a little taste a little sampling the greatest experience you've ever had in God the most intense presence of God you've ever been around will pale in comparison to the day that you see his face we're, we're not able in these human bodies Moses would have been consumed he had to turn himself at the presence of God because no flesh can look on the glory of God and live so he gives us his spirit. He lets us have an infilling in this earthen vessel. Ah, Jesus is the only name under heaven given among men must be saved. I prophesy that in just a few moments, there's going to be a suddenly that comes into this house. Yeah, they were sitting there waiting, entertaining, obeying, and suddenly the Holy Ghost began to move and rearrange things. The wind was filled with the latter rain. There is a suddenly flood coming to this earth. I'm telling you right now, in the spirit realm, whole movements are going to be shaken. Whole churches are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Revelation of Jesus' name baptism is coming to entire congregations. We're not just going to reach people with search for truth. Thank God for it. I believe in it. I teach it. I believe in it. I believe it works. But God is its bigger than that. God's suddenly is coming. Congregations are going to be converted. Hope 
groups of people are coming to God. Revelation is coming. And you know what? God is saying to us, I'm taking the church outside of the walls. Thank God. I'm not saying we stop bringing people to church. No, people need to come to the house of God. But amen, it's time for the people of God to get outside of the house and take this to the streets and stop being so timid. We're praying. I pray for boldness to come upon us, a baptism of boldness to come upon the church. Thank God for the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues. But now it's time to get bold with that experience and understand more people want it and need it than we can even understand. Millionaire athletes and movie stars. Amen. They're not all coming to God, but there's a great awakening to people. Amen. That, that money and mansions and cars and women and promiscuity and all of this junk that they're wrapped up in, trying to fill that void, trying to taste something that satisfies. Uh, there's nothing that satisfies outside of the presence of God. We were created for the glory of God. We were created to worship God. You were created to house the Spirit of God. Amen. And nothing else will satisfy. How awesome would it be if the Holy Ghost fell and people begin to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues right now? I believe God's going to begin to change how services happen. Amen. We're not going to have to have traditional altar calls, but right where you sit, right where you stand, the Holy Ghost can be poured out on you. You can lift your hands like Sister Nellie Whitehill. Amen. I believe it was one of the first times you came. You were in an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost was flowing and she just lifted up her hands and the Holy Ghost fell on her. I don't know who you are today, but you need to stand and lift your hands and let the Holy Ghost fall on you. How awesome would it be if deliverances would happen and baptisms would start happening right while I'm preaching? You don't need me to invite you. The Holy Ghost is inviting you. If you need baptized in Jesus' name, you need your sins washed away, you can come up right now, amen, and go to water and have your sins washed away. I believe sicknesses can disappear in this atmosphere. I believe uh, that, that people can be healed uh, right while the word is going forth. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is falling. Miracles can break out in this house. Tumors can disappear off of and out of your body right now. Why? Not because I'm preaching good, but because God is moving good. It's not about us. It's about him, and he can do anything. Somebody can be healed of a blood disorder right now. Your autoimmune disease and misfunction and, and things that are out of, out of sorts can be put in order right now by the Holy Ghost. Broken hearts can be mended right now. Tormenting thoughts, uh, amen, uh, would be evicted from your mind uh, right now. I rebuke the spirit of fear and cast off uh, the spirit of panic attacks uh, that has come to somebody's mind. Uh, amen. Panic attacks will never revisit you. Anxiety is coming off of you. Uh, lifted off of you right now. I believe somebody's going to walk out of here delivered from your, your medication. 
I'm old school. I'm just going old school. I still believe that God can do anything. I still believe the Holy Ghost is enough. I still believe that God is greater than your fear. He didn't give it to you. Amen. The devil has tried to put that on us. Amen. Lift your hands and say, enough is enough. I resist it. I rebuke it. And I do not receive it in my life. I will not take these medications that are trying to numb me. I prophesy the spirit of boldness to come on you. Come on this house like never before. Same spirit that was on Peter and John as they went to the temple and saw the lame men begging alms. Peter said, I don't have anything to give you, but I just experienced Pentecost. I just experienced the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Holy Ghost that's in me, that's what I've got to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Amen. He didn't have anything more than we've got, but he did have boldness to say, I see your need and I can't do anything about it, but what I have can do something about it I'm here today to say to you I can't do anything for you I can't heal you I can't encourage you enough but the Holy Ghost can come and turn your situation around oh hey suddenly hallelujah Suddenly, amen. You don't have to wait on everyone else. Uh, it's suddenly time. It's powerful time. It's movement time. We need to stop being intimidated and start being activated. Stop being intimidated. Start being activated. Take somebody by the hand right now. We're going to pray that a boldness come upon each person. Amen. Would you pray over them? If you're a guest, I'm not trying to embarrass you. You don't have to participate. But if you want to, amen, the Holy Ghost is in this house. Uh, and God is trying to activate his body, activate his house. Uh, and amen, let a spirit of boldness come upon us. Uh, amen. Stop being intimidated and poked in the chest by the enemy. Amen. And start being the activated church that he's called us to be in the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray that a boldness would be released uh, in the Holy Holy Ghost uh, over your people today, God, that we would not be timid. We would not be, Lord, uh, intimidated by the enemy and the way people's faces look and the situations look. We need to look through everything through the lens uh, that you're greater. Come on, Satan's tried everything he can to get us to be passive, defensive. He's tried to drain our passion for the last time. Amen. And fill our hearts with discouragement. COVID and all the negativity that has come. He's tried to get the church on its heels, playing defense with all the negative news and world events. But I've got news for you. There's a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost that is going to lift our eyes with hope and joy and power come on friend hallelujah
Your PMA isn't enough. Your positive mental attitude's not going to be enough. You're going to need the Holy Ghost in this last hour. You're going to need the Holy Ghost. You're going to need a fresh outpouring. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Every time the enemy tries to yoke you with something, it's the anointing that's going to rise up in you and destroy it and break it and cause it to leave you. Somebody needs to shake it off. Shake off the yoke. Shake off the yoke. Say, I got a fresh anointing. I got a fresh baptism. I wish everyone in the house would begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, receive ye the Holy Ghost. If you need the Holy Ghost, tap somebody and say, would you go to the front with me? I need the Holy Ghost. Today's my day. This is my day. I'm not just going to read about a historical account of Pentecost, but I'm going to experience it myself. Last week I asked how many had the need of the Holy Ghost. Two people raised their hand out of 600. By the end of the service, 33 people had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So I know there's people in this house today. You didn't want to raise your hand, but you, you may need the Holy Ghost for the first time. It's okay. No one's going to embarrass you. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is here for every single person. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. As I was preparing for today, the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said, if we're not affecting a soul positively for eternity, we're not pleasing Him. We can have ourselves all dressed up. We can have our T's crossed and our eyes dotted, and, and we're covering all the bases. But the Lord says, if we're not affecting a soul for eternity in a positive way, we are not pleasing Him. He said, I've told you to go, and I've told you to teach, and I've told you to make disciples. I need my church to be on the offensive. I wrote it down like he gave it to me. He wants us to go on the offensive. We don't have time to sit back and hope people come by or drive by we pray for that and thank God for every person who's drawn here every person that the Holy Ghost great but he says you still got to go
We lift our hands and thank God. He's going to give us boldness. Hallelujah, like never before. It's going to be a supernatural boldness. It's going to override your, your demeanor, your makeup, your natural makeup and who you are. Amen. There's a boldness that can override that. And we need it here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm Tapasho Tora Bahaya. Yela Mohokore Bahaya. Yenolobohoya. Yeah, Sotolobohoya. Yeah, Alabahaya. Hey, Hatanabaha. Quit letting the devil lie to you. Amen. They do want to hear what you have to say. They do need what you have uh, because it's not from you, it's from Him. Uh, they need the Holy Ghost inside of you. Uh, they need the eternal life uh, that is in you. That's why we must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Lord's changing our perception. He's changing how we see. Last night I received a text from Matt and Annalisa. Their morning service, which was around midnight uh, our time last night, uh, their morning service, uh, amen, they had 28 people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and eight were baptized uh, in Jesus' name in the island of Fiji. Not a big metropolis area, but God is pouring His Spirit out uh, on all flesh. Last week I watched the Holy Ghost fall on 600 people, mostly young people. In the matter of 10 minutes 33 of them were filled with the Holy Ghost for the very first time. And the Holy Ghost filled a soccer stadium. Nine of them were baptized in Jesus' name. To my knowledge not one person left that place without the Holy Ghost that day. I watched the Holy Ghost fall and deliver people from evil spirits because the Spirit of God God was so strong. God is in this house today and there's no spirit that he can't evict. There's nothing he can't break. There's nothing he cannot redeem and release you from. 
I know this is strong, but we need to grow up and hear some stuff. I watched around 10 people being delivered from demonic spirits. Amen. No one was laying hands on them, but they became, uh, they became overwhelmed by the presence of the Holy Ghost and began to shake. And you could see the transformation. A few of them, and pardon the graphic nature, but a few of them began to throw up as those evil spirits left their bodies. You better get used to it because there's people coming in this house that are filled with evil spirits. But when they get in the presence of the Holy Ghost, something's going to break it free from them and they're going to be delivered. Amen. We may need to get some bigger trash can. I don't know, but the Lord is going to do a work in the house. Say that's strong, yeah, but the Holy Ghost is cleansing somebody who is hungry for change. They've only known sin. They've only known drugs. They've only known alcohol. They've only known illicit relationships. They've only known prostitutes and street life. They've only known broken homes and broken marriages. They don't know what it is to come from, amen, an apostolic Pentecostal five-generation family. We've got to get that through our head, that the Holy Ghost came for the down and out as well as the up and out. There's nothing that the Holy Ghost... And the blood of Jesus can't overpower. Supernatural deliverance. God, break the paradigm off of us that somebody has to lay hands on somebody. He still uses the laying on of hands, but he's also ready to start working in greater dimensions where we speak the word of faith. We're not going to have enough hands to lay on people's heads. But God is going to do a work. I believe that we're going to see stadiums filled with people. I know I'm just going to be out there today and prophesy what I believe. But God is going to begin to fill up greater volumes of places. Because as the world gets darker and the world gets worse, uh, the greater the light becomes. Uh, and the city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Uh, there are going to be people that are drawn. Amen. Because they see the difference.